Hi, I'm Kristen Woodford, routine queen, podcast host, keynote speaker, and motivator extraordinaire, leading mamas to uplevel their lives one healthy habit at a time. My passion with healthy habits began as I neared the end of my maternity leave. While I had everything I wanted, I felt like a piece of me was missing. Nothing was wrong, but something wasn't right. I wanted to feel better, so I started with exercise. A rocky road to start, but soon I found myself feeling better, and the better I felt, the more I wanted. I created my own morning ritual of simple daily practices that soon had me buzzing with excitement for no other reason than simply life itself. Suddenly I went from feeling tired and depleted to feeling alive and energized throughout the day. I was sleeping better and waking before my alarm, feeling so well rested. I was much more patient and present with my family and others. I was in control of my day and thoughts rather than feeling controlled by chaos and to-do lists. As I continue to grow and learn, I'm here to help other mamas reignite their own spark. Throughout this podcast, we will cover mindset, motivation, movement, nutrition, personal development, and mindful parenting. Thank you for being part of this journey. Now let's see how we can up-level today. This is the Routine Queen podcast, Healthy Habits for Mums. Hey, 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 it's Kristen, your Routine Queen. Thanks for tuning in today, and I hope that you are having a marvelous day. So if you've been following along, the Routine Queen has been around for exactly three weeks now. The first week, we talked a little bit about background and who I who I am and how this all came to be. Last week, we got into more of mindset and uh, emotions and the emotional scale and talked about happiness. And today, we're talking some practicality. So today is all about setting up your own morning ritual, your own morning routine. And if you have tried it before and just can't seem to stick to it, or if you've been wanting to carve out some time to yourself every day, but not sure what that looks like, or just need a little nudge to get you going into it, that's what that's what today is all about. And so I'm going to break it down very simply to hopefully uh, set up a framework that is easy for you to implement for yourself. What I'm not going to do is to say, you have to get up at six o'clock and do these three things because I said so. Because if I were to do that, you may do it once or twice, and then you probably wouldn't do it because it doesn't mean anything to you. So the first key in setting up your own morning ritual is figuring out your why. Why are you doing this? If you're doing it because someone tells you to, well, it's probably not going to last. So, and it's also important to dig deep on your why. So if you are to say, I want to do this because I want to feel better. That's great. And let's go deeper. Why do you want to feel better? How exactly do you want to feel? What does feeling better feel like and mean to you? Does that mean that by setting up your own daily practice, you're going to get the movement that you need, that your body needs to to increase vitality so that you can roll around and play with your kids on the floor instead of having to just like sit on the sidelines because your body's not able to do it? Is it um, giving yourself space to be present in the moment so that you truly are there 
for yourself and the person that you're with in conversation or in a moment of whatever it is that you're doing. Why are you doing this? And dig deep. So every time you think you have an answer, go a little bit further. And then once you have your why, your really solid why, write it down on a post-it note or on a piece of paper write it down on multiple post-it notes and put it around your house. Put it somewhere where you're going to see it every day. If you work in front of a computer, put it on the bottom of your computer screen so that you look at it so many times a day and move it around a couple of times a week. Because I know I have one sitting on my bathroom mirror that I look right at when I brush my teeth and it's been there for a while. So I kind of don't see it. You know, it blends into like your peripheral Or it's like a screensaver on your phone. Every now and then I'll switch it up to something that motivates me and inspires me. And when I switch it up, I'm like, oh my gosh, every time I look at it, it's so powerful. And then after a few weeks, it kind of loses its luster. So switch it up, move it around to different points in your house so that it's fresh and it's always top of mind. Why is your why important? For this reason, exactly right here. When you start something new, you have a lot of motivation and it's exciting because it's new. There will come a time and there will come days when your alarm goes off and you will not want to get up to do the things that you said that you were going to do. That is when your why kicks in. Because when you're having that internal debate with yourself about, do I get up? Do I snooze? Maybe I could use just a couple more minutes of rest. I can do my stuff later in the day. You know how it goes. And you know how it ends? It ends with you being disappointed that you didn't do the thing. And so by having your why truly ingrained in your brain and in your subconscious, in those moments when you don't want to do the thing, your why, your little voice is going to pipe up and say, this is why you're doing this. Remember? And you're like, oh, right. Okay. (sighs) I'm going to get up and I'm going to do the thing. And then you're going to feel amazing. That being said, little caveat, you need to learn how you will learn how to trust yourself and to, and to listen to yourself because there are truly some days when you actually do need extra rest and you do need to grant yourself just time to rest and to heal. But over time, you'll be able to differentiate um, what is your brain playing tricks on you, just trying to get you to not do the thing versus actually needing rest. So figure out your why. The next is figure out what are you going to do for your morning ritual. So what is it that you are needing at this particular time? do you need movement? So are you incorporating some sort of workout regime or a walk? Um, Do you really need like a walk outside because you're lacking fresh air and the movement and fresh air combined is going to be what kickstarts your day in a way that nothing else can? Are you needing some quiet time and some stillness to simply just be and to use that time to nurture yourself with rest and recharge? And I don't mean napping extra. I mean like sitting in meditation or just sitting in silence, sitting and just being where you don't have anywhere else to be or anything else to do except to just sit. And sometimes that wigs people out. It's like, I can't just sit. I have to be doing something or listening to something or, you know, the list goes on. The beauty in stillness is when we provide ourselves 
stillness and space, that is when we get to know ourselves, truly know ourselves and our inner workings. So why is this important? It's important because then we can truly hear our, our body and our mind when it says, hey, I need you to take a couple of days off of working out because the stress is a lot on your body and right now you just need to rest. So how? Once you figure out why you're doing this, what you're going to do, how are you going to do it? If you are choosing to go for a run or walk or work out in the morning, what does that look like? How are you going to set it up so that it's easier for you to do the thing than to not do the thing? And so if you're doing something in early morning, that whole process starts the night before. So you would set out your workout clothes. You would set out your shoes and your socks and your earbuds and anything else that you could possibly need for the morning. If you're journaling, you would set out your journal and your pen, perhaps a candle, or you would clear the space that you're going to use in the morning. So that when you get up in the morning, there is nothing left for you to think about or to decide because it's already been done and prepared the night before. All you have to do is wake up, roll out of bed, and you're in it. You're doing it. You don't have to think about it. There's decision fatigue too. So um, we'll talk about that more another day. But the more decisions that you do earlier on in the morning, it takes away your, your capacity to make efficient and bigger decisions later in the day. So if you have all of that figured out and sorted out ahead of time, you wake up, you don't have to decide anything, you can ease into it. And then you are fresh and ready to go um, for the rest of the day after it. Make it easier for you to do the thing than to not do the thing. A great example of this comes from the book Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport. Side note, if you're looking to decrease your screen time and just are at a loss of how to do it, I highly recommend the book. It's great. In it, he gives the example of learning to play guitar. So let's say you were wanting to learn to play the guitar and your guitar sits on a stand or um, sits in your living room closet. And every day you're like, okay, I'm going to practice my guitar today. And every day at the end of the day, you get to the day and you're like, you get to the night and you're like, oh, shoot, I forgot about my guitar again. So I didn't do it again. And pretty soon months go by and and you've only picked it up a handful of times because it's hidden away in the closet. You don't see it on a regular basis. It's easy to forget. It's easy to get sidetracked and do other things. However, If you were to decide that you were going to commit to playing the guitar and practicing and you set up your guitar on the stand in the middle of your living room so that every time you walk through, you had to go around it. You had to go around it to turn the TV on. You had to, you could see it all of the time. You were walking around it constantly. It was part of your life. It would be much easier to just pick up the guitar and sit down and play a little bit. You see what I mean? When it's there in front of you and ready to go, you don't think about it. You just do it. When it's out of sight, it's out of mind, right? It's so, it takes so much more effort to remember and to go and get it and to stop doing what you're doing so that you can do the thing. So same thing with your morning ritual. How are you going to set yourself up for success? Think about your future self. What does your future self in tomorrow need you today 
need you to do today. And then do that and figure out what that setup looks like so that you set yourself up for success and you're making it easy for your future self to do. Okay, we have the why, the what, the how, the when. When are you going to do your morning ritual? I always say that your daily practice is best done at any point versus no point in the day. And a note on this too, honor what season of life you're in. So if you're at home with a newborn baby and you're up six times a night and the kids get up at 5 a.m., do not stress yourself out trying to get up at 4 a.m. because you heard that it has to be in the morning. Or if you're going through something else in life where you're just trying to survive and any time that you can get, you have to take advantage of it when you when you have it. So there's that caveat. But if you're on a fairly consistent schedule or fairly um, smooth sailing in terms of what your day looks like and consistency, morning, 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 early morning and bonus points if you can do it before anyone else is up. It is that magical time. I swear to you. And if you are listening and if you are saying, I am not a morning person, you can go shove it because this isn't going to work for me. Let me tell you, I wasn't a morning person either, and it didn't happen overnight. It was a slow transition. It happened without me even really meaning for it to happen. And I used to work out in the mornings, and by like 10 in the morning, I would be super exhausted and ready for bed. I was like, this is the pits. This doesn't work for me. Let me tell you, with some practice and with some time and with some intention, wow, doing it first thing in the morning, especially before anyone up is up is magic because that is that is golden time for you. So whatever you decide to do as your daily practice, if you can, do it in the morning before anyone else is up. And yes, that may mean waking up half an hour earlier, which then may mean going to bed half an hour earlier. And I've had people say to me, Kristen, I can't get up earlier because I go to bed later. And the reason I go to bed later is because you know, whatever life looks like or with the family or with the obligations or jobs or whatever, I need that half an hour or hour to myself at night when everyone goes to bed because that is my time. That's the time when I have to myself. I totally get that. What I I invite you to think about is if you shifted it. So if you went to bed earlier, woke up earlier before anyone else was up, you still had the same amount of time. But now, instead of having that time at the end of the day when you're exhausted and all you have the energy to do is like watch a show or kind of scroll for a bit and then go to bed, you have that same amount of time or maybe even a little bit less, but have it in the morning. Yes, at first, you will be tired waking up earlier. You may likely be tired waking up earlier. And that's something that you have to just... Um, push through a bit at the beginning. And that's where accountability and stuff comes in because it it probably won't be easy right off the bat. But there then becomes a magic moment where something clicks and you're like, right, I feel so good. And now I'm getting that same time to myself, except it's at the beginning of the day. I feel fresh. I haven't done anything in my day for anyone else yet. So this is starting my day off on my terms. I am filling my own cup before 
anyone else's. And I know it sounds so cliche and it's so true. It sounds cheesy, but it's so true. Once you fill your soul and your cup first, whether like whatever that looks like for you, you are going to feel like you are in control of your day. And that is going to make you want to share and to give and to serve others. I guarantee it. And it's going to feel so much more powerful and vibrant and invigorating by doing it at the beginning of the day. Just try it. Try it for three weeks. And, but like, but make an honest effort of it for three weeks and then tell me how it goes and tell me how you feel. We know I'm a fan of doing it first thing in the morning, but whatever time you decide for you, try to make it consistent every day. And I say this all the time. If you don't make the time, it's so, so hard to find the time throughout the day. So if you can put it in your schedule, if you can keep it at the same time every day, you don't have to think about it. It becomes as habitual as waking up and brushing your teeth. You wake up, you do your morning practice without even thinking about it. That is how you build sustainable habits. So keep it consistent. Where are you going to do? And, and then where are you going to do your daily practice? So if you decide that you're going to do some reading or journaling or things that require you to sit down, where are you going to sit to do this? Do you have a favorite chair? If so, is there anything that you can set up in that space, even if it's just a chair in your living room? It doesn't have to be a specific room. Can you put a candle there? Can you uh, put a comfy blanket there for you to use? Can you cozy it up somehow that distinguishes it as your space for that specific amount of time. If you're working out, where are you going to work out? Is there any adjustments that need to be made to the space? Because again, we want to do things that make it easy for us to do the thing and easy to sustain. Does that all make sense? Okay. So I want to address this too. You know, I've heard people say, okay, like it is just dreamland to think that everyone has time to get up and meditate and read and journal and work out like that. That it sounds like a fantasy, right? I'm not saying that you have to do all those things. I highly recommend all of those things and they are beautiful. And if your life is such that that just does not exist, pick what works for you and pick what you need in this moment. So even if it's one thing or two things, And if you have a list of three or four things that ideally you want to do every morning, prioritize them. So if you wake up tomorrow morning and all of a sudden you get interrupted halfway through because uh, one of the kids really needs something or because something, life, right? What is the most important thing to you? What is the most critical thing to do first to make sure that you get that done? If you only have time for one thing in the morning, if you slept in and you only have five minutes, what are you going to do with that five minutes to make sure that you still feel like you get what you need to start your day by honoring what's going on um, with your time constraints that day? And there you have it. That is setting up your morning ritual. So if you have any questions, if you're trying to do this yourself, let me know. Send me a message. Let me know. We do have a free workshop coming up on Zoom next Thursday night. So that's Thursday, May uh, 11th, I think. (laughs) Uh, Free on Zoom at 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And it's a workshop. It's going through all of this, but it's really putting um, logistics together for you um, and workshopping that together. 
A book that I had found, um, it's a, it's a really easy and quick read. It's the morning, the miracle morning by Hal Elrod. It talks about how he put together his own morning ritual, and I discovered it after I had solidified mine, and it just was an eye opening experience for me because I'm like, oh man, people other people actually do this and people do the same things as I. And so it was kind of exciting to see. So he lists out the activities that he does every morning and the, and the principles behind them. And so if you're looking for somewhere to get started, I highly recommend that. If you're ever looking for book recommendations, I have book recommendations coming out of the wazoo about a number of topics on personal development and personal growth and habit forming and things like that. So feel to feel free to reach out. So how are you feeling? How are you feeling about this? Do you have what you need to be able to sit down and put together a plan for your own morning ritual? And will you do it? So after this podcast is done, um, sometime between now and the end of the day, will you take 15 minutes to sit down with yourself and figure out these key components? And then when will you start to implement them? The more logistically sound you can make it, like figuring everything out ahead of time, it's not enough to say, I'm going to start getting up earlier. And then expect yourself to start getting up earlier tomorrow because you're going to, maybe you'll wake up earlier, but then when you do get up, you're going to say, okay, well, now what do I do? And then it's not going to be very fun to sustain because you're not going to get much out of it. By putting some planning into it ahead of time and figuring out why you're doing it and how you can set yourself up, it's going to be a lot easier to do and to sustain and you're going to notice results. So I wish you a wonderful week. I ha- I wish you all of the best with your morning ritual. I can't wait to get into next week top next week's topic. Until then, ciao for now. What teen queen healthy habits for moms? Hope you having a, a nice day, mom.